Thanks for joining Rising Tide. Thank you so much for having me. So tell our listeners just a little bit about who Kendra Moses is. Okay. My name is Kendra Moses. I'm born and raised in Richmond. Richmond, Virginia, uh, RVA. Yes. I've been here pretty much my whole life. I've only been gone for maybe a year. And that's when I left to go to Old Dominion Job Corps. Okay. I took a culinary arts. So um, I've done a lot of different things. I've gone to college from everything, from mortuary science to business. And I found myself, I always wanted to learn everything. But my passion has always kind of been with cooking. Uh-huh. So when I had the opportunity or I found the opportunity, um, I came across a, a nonprofit organization named Onbound RVA. Uh-huh. And they got me started. And that's what made Plate Traditions get off the ground from the idea to actual conception. Well, I, I had um, Marley Hilton as a guest on the show just a few weeks ago, and she actually connected you and I together, and I'm just anxious to hear your story, but I, I love the concept behind Unbound RVA, and, and she got to expand a little bit on it, and we're probably going to have even more people from Unbound, including maybe the founders at some point in time, so we're really looking forward to that, but so tell us a little bit about just the, the idea, how, how the idea came about in the business. Well, I've been obsessed with recipes my whole life. Um, when my mom used to go to college, I used to sit around the library there, uh-huh. and I would go through each and every aisle that had recipe books, cookbooks from all over the world, because I just wanted to learn how to do it all. So what I would do is I would I spend a fortune making photocopies. I would sit there patiently, <laughs> handwriting everything. The librarians there thought I was probably a little weird, but uh, <laughs> it was all good. So... Um, I wanted to make the ultimate cookbook. I wanted to make a cookbook that was full of everything that I knew I actually wanted to try. Uh-huh. So everything that I would imagine myself actually eating and preparing, I just wanted to culminate it all. So um, we got to a ideation process, which Marley told you about. Yep. And so my initial business idea was to actually have a bakery, but okay. they challenged you with Unbound to think of 10 other things. So just off the whim, I said recipe compiling and preservation. And they thought it was a good idea. And another thing Unbound tries to do too is to make sure that you start a business with the lowest startup as possible. Right. And so I can always get a bakery eventually. So this was something that still was like close to my heart that I just put out there on a whim. And I was surprised and ecstatic, actually, about the feedback I got from it. Okay. Well, you know that part of the part of the uh, perks of being a host of a podcast is that they get to test all the products of the. So <laughs> let's get right to the bakery and tell me what you're making, and, and I'll give you the address to where you can deliver that to. Okay. Will that I work out? That. <laughs> <laughs> so. So the the business concept of the business idea is called Plated Traditions. Yes, and the it website is, is platedtraditions.com, correct? Exactly. Okay, so so let's drill down just a little bit. So so give me we're in an elevator. We're going up to the 14th floor here and you've got a minute to tell me about your business. Tell me what does Plated Traditions do? Plated Traditions offers the service of recipe compiling and preservation. 
The ideology behind plate traditions is to culminate and preserve the lineage of people and their families and their traditions. Mm -hmm. um, one of the most common and unique ways that we interact with each other, that we share and learn from each other's cultures is through food. So a lot of what I learned through just my own family, I learned at a table setting. Mm. I learned around food and the gatherings that were food related that even goes to friendships and co-workers and everything else like that. And I want people to see more in those gatherings than just a good meal. Right. Of course, the food is the delicious as always, because grandma made it or mom Absolutely. made it. Absolutely. But I want them to gather more from it to trigger that memory mm -hmm. that if you see this particular plate in front of you, you also remember about your grandmother telling you that her birth name is not really her name that she uses now because she had to change her name because of cultural differences. Wow. Yeah. So, and that's actually the case for my grandmother. My grandmother, um, when I met her, her name was Marjorie. Uh -huh. But when she was born, her name was Marguerite. Hmm. So she had to change her name because I was during the 1920s, so no one wanted to take the time out to pronounced her name correctly and it was just too difficult too much of a struggle so her name ended up getting changed and also that's when I found out during those settings where that I actually have European and Asian background hmm. but were brought up like completely African-American uh -huh. nothing wrong with that at all but it was like it was a exciting thing to find out more about yourself but it was one of those moments that said, if I didn't have this moment with my grandmother at this table right now, would I have even known this? Because the reason that it wasn't shared with us in the beginning is because she thought it was hard enough during that time just to be brought up as African-American. Sure. Sure. Well, I, I love that. So we've arrived at the 14th floor. You told me exactly what you do. What's yeah. the, what is your primary delivery method? I mean, how do you, is it, is it through an Etsy store? Is it through Shopify? What's the, what's your primary way of people getting in, getting the product or buying the product? Is there a website? So currently I'm set up on Etsy. Uh-huh. So it's basically Etsy.com on black slash um, play traditions. Mm-hmm. And anyone can go in there and choose the size. Uh, and I realize everybody has different levels of cooking or recipe levels. So right. I kind of like options for like the smaller one. I call like the line shelf, the sous shelf, and the executive chef. So like the line chef might have like only a collection of like 10 recipes that mm -hmm. really mean a lot to them. They want to add any anecdotes or family photos or any type of photos of the food. They're able to do that, and I will go through the design process and make something that they can have and cherish and present themselves with. Like a family heirloom type thing. Right. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. And also, I keep all the files, so if anything ever were to happen to their their book, I offer the option of giving the book digitally and tangibly. Yep. But if anything ever happens to either one, I will always have your book on my file. Sure. But you can always come back to me, so those recipes won't get lost due to any mishap or misfortune. I was, I mean, I was thinking about that as I looked on there. You know, it was it just a print book that you're printing, or was it a like an ebook, like a digital book as well? And, and it sounds like you, you do both. 
Do you yeah. also do any kind of, I mean, I told you we're going to chase rabbits sometimes in this, but as you were talking about that, I'm thinking, man, as a, as just a memento or just a great memory of, you know, like you described your grandmother, have you ever done anything that's like an, an image or a picture as well that you've framed that, that is like a rest you said you can add pictures, yeah. you know, maybe it's your grandmother's favorite, you know, recipe and then right. a picture of her and, or you and her together in the kitchen or whatever. I mean, I, I could see, you know, so many ways to kind of add on to the services that you're, that you're providing, you know, through this. But so as, as you've, as you kind of started this, when, when did you, when did you first start Plated Traditions? Was it last year? Um, yeah, officially I was um, launched last year. Okay. So, so since you've started, what would you say would be one or two of your biggest obstacles or your biggest pain points that you've encountered? Um, and really drill down, really try to get clear with, with these are my two biggest issues that I faced trying to get Plato Traditions launched or, or grow. Well, it's, it's been a long travel and uh, I will admit that being with an organization like Unbound RVA mm -hmm. has made things a lot easier than when I've heard like going through seminars like the NABO conference I went to mm -hmm. and hearing their stories of how they started from scratch. Right. I was very blessed to not have to start from that point. But um, I guess right now it's just the marketing part mm -hmm. because it's one of those things that when you see the website, when you see everything, it's, it's designed to make everything look desirable and glamorous almost. But there's a line that I'm having slight difficulties defining with. I'm not having it personally, but just actually conveying it that I'm not going to turn away anybody's photographs because they're... The, the dish that they made was it done or by a professional chef, sure. or was it photographed by a photographer, right. or That's that good. yeah, or that grandma hair was it fixed that day? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that because it's not like a dictionary. Right. It's not going to be standard for everyone, right. and that while the templates might be you know the same, of course the content will be different because mm -hmm. each book is for each individual. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing that I really want to make sure that the general public knows is that whatever you're comfortable with sending me, whatever you want to put in there, whatever memories like just jar you and inspire you and keeps you going, that's whatever you send to me. It's just it goes in the book and it goes with the book with any without any type of bias or anything else like that. But and I just I guess. I guess it's an inverted way of looking at don't judge the book by its cover, mm -hmm. as opposed to thinking about, we usually say that term, we think about the book having a, a torn or worn out cover, but with Play Traditions, all I'm doing is just putting a new cover on the same values and traditions that you always have and cherish. I'm not trying to spit shine anyone's history. I just want to make sure it gets saved and preserved. Mm -hmm. Well, so you, you kind of drill down a little bit on, you know, this marketing the products or promoting the products initially. I mean, it's that's always hard, you know, yeah. as you're a startup. And so what would you say would be another another pain point other than just kind of how to promote, how to market your your products and services? What else what else has been an obstacle for you early? Well, um, of course, my business is not a necessity. Mm hmm. 
as much as as much attention as it's gotten for like actual interests and people actually having these desires and these concerns, I do realize that it's a niche business. Mm-hmm. So it's not like like rolling, rolling, rolling like one of my other constituents I went through the program with during the summer. Yeah, he did great because he's a lawn cunning, you sure. know? The need is immediate. Yep. So I realized, and I knew that was going to be the case when I first started, that my need is not immediate. And so basically, though, I've never been one that had a lot of money. I always had to, like, tie my bootstrings, and mm-hmm. I've always been kind of frugal. So um, during these first stages, I have been, you know, because I want to see the business succeed. So it is an obstacle to some point, but I also kind of see it like as a responsibility that I willingly go into that I am finding myself having to take like my day job to cover some of the expenses of plate traditions, like as far as making sure all my taxes are paid and sure. all my other monthly expenses as far mm-hmm. as that. But like I said, that's it is an obstacle in itself, but it's also a responsibility that I already was ready and willing to take on. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of just the, the early startup costs of getting any business launched. I mean, it's going to take a little bit of, you know, bootstrap money to, to get yeah. things rolling. And, you know, when I circle back with you in six months or 12 months or 18 months, it's going to be a we're going to have a different story here because okay. you're going to be telling me, you know, I, I don't have to subsidize this anymore with okay. with my day job type thing. So. Tell me, let's uh, let's, let's kind of transition here. Has has there been one point in the last year that you know during you know operating plated traditions that you could really pinpoint and you could say, man, that was the that was the highest high. That was that that's why I do this. That's exactly the, the it, it was just the that you know rainbow and unicorn day that just said, man, I this is why I do this. This is why I put so much effort and time into this. Yeah. Um. Oddly enough, <clears throat> that moment had absolutely nothing to do with the actual sale. Uh-huh. Um, a young man um, was doing a cookbook project around the city where he was collecting recipes from all over the city for artists. And so just by chance, I said, this is a good opportunity maybe like to poke plain traditions in there with some free PR kind of. It's not really PR, but you kind of, you know, get sure. your image out there. Yeah. And so we did the interview with them. And the mediums that he used for the exhibit were sound, um, video, and still frames. Mm-hmm. So when I did the interview, I really had no idea whether or not I was really going to be heard or any audio. I didn't know whether I was actually going to be naked in the video or anything else like that, or the still frames. So me and my mother, we walked down to the exhibit when it opened, and when we came in there and we went around the corner, I saw a huge still print of the rice pudding that I made that I brought in to him for the interview. (laughs) And a picture of my mother's hand showing my father's and her, and when they were you know, younger and together and her wallet. My mother, she had the opportunity to be a hand model years ago, but it didn't trans, it didn't come together. <laughs> and so when my, this, the look on my mother's face to see my creation and yep. to see herself as a hand model and to see that 
her child did something that made it to the exhibit. And just the pride that she saw, it made me so happy. Wow. Was, was it. What a great story. Yeah. Thank, thanks for, I'm glad I, I circled back and asked that question. I, I just, uh, I, I, I'm, we're gonna have to pass out the tissues because our listeners <laughs> right now are starting to cry. But yeah. what a, Kendra, thank you so much for, for just kind of opening your heart and sharing that story. It's a, that's actually a really good transition into kind of our next, our next, you know, area that we want to really kind of drill down a little deeper. So, yeah. so tell me who, who is that one person that, that you would say, you know, they can be online or offline or whatever, but just say this, this person inspires me and tell me why. Yes. Um, I had so many great, um, females in my family mm -hmm. and they were just so strong and powerful and their upbringing. Um, I think you are too. <laughs> thank you. Um, I love them all, but um, I believe I find myself going to the quotes of my great grandmother the most. Mm. Um, she was she was an awesome um, female, and, and it goes back to what I was stating earlier about the gathering the lineage through the through the meal and the place and being together because I also remember a time where she was sharing with us that there was some sort of cutbacks being had and somebody said that, yeah, your children won't be able to get fed today. And she said, no, my children will. And she actually became a kind of car dealer. <laughs> <laughs> and she was awesome at it. And I felt so bad because even at 90 years old, when I was playing cars with her, I know I was boring her to death with things like goldfish and war and stuff like that. She tried to teach me poker, but I didn't, it didn't take. But um, she always said, nothing beats a failure like a try. And wow. that, yes, and that was one of the main points that helped me get through like any adversity in my life. Um, that uh, life hasn't been perfect. Nobody's life is, to be honest. That's true. But, uh, but it was listening to her words, and there was another thing she said. And she said, whenever somebody passed near and dear to her, she said, I gave them their flowers while they were so alive. And that was kind of that moment that I felt when I took my mother to the art exhibit. And that's the kind of feeling I feel for play traditions, because you can only really share your traditions if you actually sit there and you talk with them. You, you share them with your actual family. You share them with whoever's close with you. While don't wait until the time comes where they're just like a memory. Memories are great, but you have the opportunity to share things, even if it's through a simple recipe card. Mm. Just do it now. Yeah. Because it was those two things that she said that it made all the world to me. It made me want to. It made me want to give more during my time in life why I'm still here. And so even the time when I become a memory, no one, I don't have any regrets and anyone I touch doesn't have any regrets. Tell me this, this sweet dear lady's name. Her name was Mamari Moses. Memory? Mamari Moses. How do you spell that? Spell that for me. M-A-M-A-R-Y Moses. We always call her Mamari, so but just Mary Moses rather. That's hard to bring. And this is your great grandmother? Yeah. Now, was she in, in the Richmond area or where did she live? 
Um, by the time by the time I came along, everybody was living in Richmond, okay. so she's here pretty much ever since I've been here. All right. Wow. Yeah. That that is such a cool story. I I appreciate that. The, both of those quotes will be in the in the show notes, and they will be in the feedback report that you get as well that that we'll, we can always post online so let me let me back up a little bit about uh let's go back about a year what do you wish you would have known a year ago when you first that you know now that you wish you would have known when you started play to traditions that you think would have made life a lot easier what's what's one line of advice that you would love to give yourself before you started play to traditions that you know today I wish I would have known to do more research because ironically enough, my current employers, they gave me the information about Unbound RVA when they found me doing like a crowdfunding site to promote another business. And You're busy. <laughs> <laughs> so when they saw that, they thought immediately about Unbound RVA. And that was actually like a year before I had actually launched Plated Tradition. Mm-hmm. But I was... I was so busy trying to stay busy and seeing that something was going to come to fruition, that I was like, I was making pants here and I was doing things there. And if I'd done the research or if I actually went ahead and trusted, like, I guess my coworkers more, like sharing more of myself with the people around me, mm-hmm. I would have known about Unbound earlier and I would have saved more money and played traditions probably wouldn't have to be subsidized so much with my current income yep. because a lot of the next money that I did have before yep. it would have actually been there. Wow. That's, yeah. that is that, you know, that, and that's, that advice I think is so kind of universal, you know, to people yeah. that start to do your homework, do your research yeah. before you start really, really have a good foundation before you get started. So, well, as we're wrapping up today, man, I have uh, I have loved this interview and just love the time that you, you're sharing your heart and just, you know, hearing stories that, that, that our listeners would never have heard had you not a- agreed to come on our show and just kind of open your heart to us. But is there anything that I haven't asked you about, anything you want to touch on um, as we as we close today? Um, like I said, um, Plato Traditions is something that is just, near and dear to my heart and I can display so much feeling for it and the whole intention of the business though is to feel the input from everyone else out there so if anyone has like any old tattered recipe cards or cookbooks or anything that started to disintegrate at the touch just kind of think of them more than just a meal Mm -hmm. think of it as a memory because most of the times we hold on to things that long for a reason. And it's not just for food preparation. It's not just for this, this simple topical things that we think about. Yeah. So I just want people to have an open mind. And if they have any need for my services, if they have anything that they want to save and preserve, I want them to know that they can candidly come to me and have anything that they need done and preserved to the best of my ability and the way that they would like to see it done. Wow. I, I tell you what, and I just, you know, listeners, this is, this is your chance to kind of step up and, and help one of our fellow rising tide entrepreneurs, Kendra Moses here. And so Kendra, let's remind everybody again, where, where can they go to find plated traditions? Yeah. What's the website? 
You go to playthedraditions.com. Uh-huh. On playthedraditions.com, there is a link to the Etsy site. Great. Or you can also go to Etsy.com backslash playthedraditions. Okay. So playthedraditions.com. P-L-A-T-E-D-T-R-A-D-I-T-I-O-N-S.com. So, and we'll have the link on there, but uh, it's just been a pleasure once again having you with us, and and uh, we just want to see Plated Traditions take off, and we're going to circle back with you in a few months and just see how things are going and how the maybe the feedback reports that you get in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks, maybe it can really speak into some of these pain points you mentioned, or maybe maybe even other advice that people have after they've listened to this. But uh, listeners, please go to Plated Traditions and. And uh, everybody's got these recipes on three by five index cards stuffed in an envelope somewhere, and they're they're loose, they're a mess, and you you can never find what you want. She's got the solution for you, Kendra. Thanks again for just blessing us on on Rising Tide Startups, and once again, we just really appreciate you playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Thanks again. <laughs> have a good day. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Great. Have a great. Thank you too. Bye.